guys, welcome back to another episode of Vooch Please Podcast. It's your girl Corinne, your host. Today, I have two warm bodies in the house studio today, <laughs> as opposed to cold bodies. Um, and they are lovely, lovely people. Um, they are the owners of F45 Ossington right here in Toronto, one of my favorite workout studios. Uh, and they are from Australia, so they have a dope accent. And they're also avid travelers like I am, so lots to talk about um, on that front. But I'm gonna quickly get them to introduce themselves, um, just talk about your background, what you've done, where you're going, things like that. All our hopes and dreams? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Me first? All right, well, <laughs> I'm Kurt. Um, like you said, we're opening, or we're the owners of F45 Ossington. Um, I'm a physiotherapist, that's my background. So uh, I was a physiotherapist for about five years in Australia before I came here, or before we traveled. So we traveled, left Australia, traveled for like a year to come here to open F45. Um, so yeah, physiotherapist background, um, avid traveler, like Corinne said, so 40 countries and counting. Wow. Um, yeah, COVID's kind of put a bit of a stunt on that and then where I'm going yeah. COVID's also put a stunt on that as well so. oh no one knows no one knows where they're going that got so dark so quickly <laughs> um I actually didn't know this about Kurt but you have like three degrees like two yeah. masters one bachelor that's a lot of years spent in education uh yeah I was like a I was like a professional student back in the day so basically <laughs> yeah and now you're a trainer which is another form of a teacher so. well yeah the trainer's just like I don't know, it's, like a, it's a great outlet to like apply the knowledge from university. Like even though I was a physiotherapist, you're not really a trainer. Um, I love to apply all that knowledge to the classes, to all the people. Yeah. yeah. What, what is that, like eight years of uh, undergrad was, and postgrad? Uh, no, it was seven years. Se yeah. Only seven years. Seven. Wow. Yeah. That makes you a very qualified trainer teacher. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Elise? Okay, hi, I'm Elise. Um, like Chris said, we own F45 Ossington together. Um, my background, I have a Bachelor of Education. Uh, so when I was in Australia, I was a primary school teacher there, or elementaries, kind of a conversion here. Yeah, the little babies. Um, and yeah, I don't know what else to say about myself. You have a, an I, adorable oh, dog. Oh, yeah, I'm a dog mama. She a proud dog mama. dances. You also dance ballet recreationally. Well, again, <laughs> we're going to get dog. COVID really stunted oh. that. I did start adult ballet classes because I really wanted to learn adult ballet. Yeah. But uh, that had to be put on hold. None of that's Damn happening COVID. anymore. Yeah, no, we should ban that word. COVID? Mm. We yeah. should turn it into a drinking game. Yeah, it was kombucha. We talk about COVID, we drink. Take a drink. I will get very healthy very soon with kombucha. Exactly. Probiotics <laughs> for everyone. So going back to um, what Kurt was saying, I want to talk a little bit more about your studio at 45 Ossington. So you guys started it, or opened it, I should say, after a year of traveling um, the world, mind you. What were some places that you visited in that year? Uh, we started in Mexico. Oh, no, sorry. We started in Bali from Australia. Yeah, that was like, oh. Well, that was just the quick oh, flight. Bali's the Caribbean for North Americans. Um, and yeah. Australians. No, I, no, I mean like yeah. Bali's our Caribbean. Oh, yes. Yeah. Our yes. version of it. Yeah, yeah, yes. Our version. So You're everyone right, goes right. there. You'll, there's more Australians there than Indonesians. <laughs> um, but yeah, started in Bali and then we did Mexico and just worked our way like overland through Central America all the way down to the tip. So Patagonia down oh. southern, southern Argentina, southern Chile, and then nice. back up to here. Yeah. Everywhere warm and 
beautiful and where the food is spicy and then you decide to come to Canada where it's frigid. Yeah. Yeah. It was an extreme change. Yeah. Definitely. When I went to Peru and Colombia earlier this year before COVID drink. (laughs) Oh, there we go. Oh, we're taking a drink break for everyone (sighs) listening. Um, (laughs) this is so silly. Um, before, before everything happened, (laughs) before it, yeah, before it happened, um, you guys gave me so many great tips. Like, you gave me a full-on list of restaurants, bars, parks, whatever places to go to, and that was so helpful. I loved Colombia. That's probably one of my favorite places in the entire world yeah. to travel to. You are the only person I've come across that was really, really into Cartagena, whereas everyone else was like, yeah, it's okay. it's okay. Like, you don't need to spend that many days there. I loved it. I was like, what is everyone talking about? Good thing I didn't listen to them, and I managed to stay, like, I think it was 10 days there, and that was perfect. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a great amount of time. Yeah. It's one of my, it's one of the all-time best cities. It's so I yeah. agree. It's so underrated. <laughs> so underrated. People think of it as just like, oh, it's just a beach town, or you just go there for the beaches. It's not true. There's so much history. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't even yeah. say it's a beach town. Like, I wouldn't, that wouldn't, wasn't on the top of my list of going there. I think the culture is just so vibrant there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the city is very unlike anything else in South America that we went to. So it really yeah. stood out Super a lot. beautiful. Amazing. Well, going back to your F45 studio. So you... You took a year to travel. <laughs> oh yeah, that thing. Um, how long has it been open now? Uh, we just celebrated three years in August. So a little bit different. Usually we do a big party, big anniversary party and celebrate with all the members. But yeah. uh, we didn't do anything. Actually, no, we went for dinner. Just okay. the two of us. Oh, well Captain, deserved. Yeah, it was nice. Um, obviously, like we're not where we would want to, we thought we were going to be for three years, but... We're, we're still there. Still yeah. kicking. We're still opening our doors. So that's, no, you guys are positive. doing so well. Your classes are filling up. And usually at these anniversary parties, um, Kurt will get multiple tattoos. <laughs> It'll start in a bar and then he'll disappear for a few hours and come back with tattoos. Yeah, so it's a very different looking. Yeah, um, very, very different. <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> Maybe for the better. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, what prompted you to open an F45 studio? I don't know everyone kind of it's been so long I'm like it's just so, so, so long to think about when like four years ago now mm. um but obviously like I always wanted to open or we always wanted to open up uh like or own operate our own business um just like not have a boss you know and the dream um mm-hmm. I don't know like during traveling so th- we left when we left Australia we, we didn't F45 wasn't on the radar we kind of thought about that like mid-travel so we were probably like five months into our trip when we started to think about it. Like F45 is such a successful and popular brand in Australia. So we knew about it and then just kind of started to do some research, realized that there was only one open in Canada, which was Liberty Village. Mm-hmm. And then we saw that there was another one coming, so we would be the third. I don't know. So we just thought, you know, if it's the same thing happens uh, in Australia, if the same thing happens in Canada, like what happened in Australia, um, then it'll be like it will be an epic sort of business decision but also like an adventure it was just such an unknown thing like and that, yeah. that excites me as well like yeah you guys went from world travelers to having this very tangible physical thing tying you down to one place that is a big shift yeah in lifestyle. we definitely were gonna we were gonna come here and live in uh, in Toronto for okay a while. so you plan on but that. we're only gonna do like our two-year like Elise's two-year visa 
My yeah. dad's Canadian, so I've got a Canadian citizenship. So oh, congratulations. A, yeah. <laughs> well, I got a passport and everything, so I was fine. He doesn't have the accent though, just to say. He does. He does. Yeah. Um, so yeah, well, I was just going to be a physio here. Okay. I was going to try to find a physio job, and she was going to find yeah. a teaching job. I remember I just a teacher, but I have never taught here. <laughs> you have taught here, just not children. Yeah. Yes, I teach adults, adults who now. sometimes act like children. Yes. So going back to on your trip. While you were on your trip, you decided that, you know, maybe we can look into opening an F45 gym. Um, when you started that research process, did the workload or that process differ from what you envisioned? Oh, for sure. Like, I was I was having, like, Zoom. Zoom didn't exist then. I did, but I wasn't on, I don't know. Skype. That's what it Skype. was. Skype. Yeah, Skype. Skype, Skype oh my was God. the thing. So <laughs> I was like, there was something we used to do. That's like the MySpace of yeah. Zoom. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I remember Skyping, like, I was Skyping with all of the, like, the sales team for F45 mm. who were in Australia from, like, from our hotel in Bolivia and stuff like that. And I was, I was it Skyping was... Jarrett, who owns Liberty, uh, F45 Liberty Village, mm. and asking him questions about a city I've never been to before, like, where, where's a good place that I can wow. open a studio? And he's just, like, shooting off neighborhoods which I knew nothing about. Yeah, we've um, never been here before. So, so that, the process is definitely a little bit different. <laughs> Solid business plan, guys. It was great. Great business decision. Yeah. Clearly, because it's so successful now. Well, in hindsight, like, it It could have ended badly. It could have ended very badly. Yeah. Yeah. What what do you think were the driving factors for its success then? Because there are so many things that were working against you. Yeah, I know. I think, like, one, like, if you're, if you, if you're, like, if you're a millionaire and you're just sinking... Or if you, yeah, if you're, if you're like a multimillionaire and you're just sinking like a little very small part of your money into a business, I don't know if you, like, maybe I'm wrong, but maybe your care factor is not like as high. Whereas we literally like drained our bank account down to zero dollars, mm-hmm. like when we opened. So it had to succeed. Like it had to. Like, there was it, no other option. I was, we were swimming back. <laughs> there was no other yeah, option. We, we wouldn't have afforded a plane ticket home. We would have <laughs> we had, to all in. We'd had to swim yeah, back like, to Yeah, like, I the, think that's the right words is all in. So like that's that like I guess that that pressure like this how scared it made me thinking like well if this doesn't succeed I'm like really screwed yeah that just like I don't that just forced our hand into like no option but success right part of that investment was in the business it was in like the studio that you're building I think the other part of the investment was in each other. And the fact that you were going into business with each other, did that give you some faith that, okay, this is going to work out because this person I work really well with or I trust their vision? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we, we both really had no idea at the beginning. So I wouldn't say that one of us had more of an idea than the other. Right. But we did. We did. We're both very like adaptable, intelligent, like people. I, I know a lot about fitness and a lot about the human body. Like, I think like we definitely had the pieces for it. Yeah. We definitely had the pieces that we knew that we could make it work, I guess. Yeah, I agree with that. Did you ever sit down to, I guess, exchange your, I guess, visions or expectations from this experience? Were you like, I want a gym that does this, this, and this, and then compare it? Uh, like, like you somewhat limited because it's a franchise. So there was obviously mm. like there's operational things that we can't really, we don't have a say in. So. Um, we knew like the general way that it's going to operate, but mm-hmm. each owner has their own little flavor on their studio. So, I think the brand as a whole was something that appealed to us as well, and what type of studio we wanted to have. So, just the fact that there's no mirrors is 
a big game changer for a sh- like a gym. Usually there's always mirrors there. So that kind of, I in really like that as a female, not having that like perception of watching yourself. It doesn't matter what you look at, what you look like when you're working out. Um, so I guess those types of little things where it was fitness for everyone, you didn't have to be super fit or like an athlete or you didn't have to, um, doesn't matter if you're pre or postnatal or you've got five kids or you're a big CEO, like everyone's kind of welcome in the mm-hmm. studio. So I kind of liked that aspect of F45. It's really inclusive. It's yeah. made for everyone. And that really reflects in your community. It's so cool going to community events. And then we've done a lot of F45 info nights. Yeah. She was just looking out at the crowd of people. Everyone is so different, even the way they dress, the way their demeanors, but they just get along. I think it leads back to you guys. I, I actually was thinking about this. I find it quite interesting that when people come in, you kind of are all on a level playing field. No matter how fit you are or how unfit you are, what your knowledge is of fitness in the studio, everyone's equal within the studio and how we interact with people. And there's times, obviously, Kurt and I weren't born in Canada or raised here, when we've had celebrities or well-known business owners come in and we have no idea who they are. So to us, they're just equal. They're just like the person next door. And I think that is like a a positive part of the studio. People come in there. There's no one above anyone. Everyone's just treated as. Gyms are more like families where, you know, you (laughs) look to to the leader of the family for um, almost like unspoken social rules. And then they kind of dictate how you behave and what is appropriate behavior, what is inappropriate. And especially in light of, you know, all the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, just equity and equality in general. um, I think it starts with you guys. Yeah. Is that something that you were, I guess, really interested in, in fitness and health before opening up a studio? Maybe more so just being female. Like you've had those experiences in different types of studios um back home in Australia as you're kind of finding your feet within fitness and the workouts that you want to do and how you feel when you enter a space Mm -hmm. so for me one of the biggest things is that it would make me so upset if I knew that someone came in and felt excluded or they weren't acknowledged or no one said hello to them or asked them how they were or you know that's part of human nature is that you want to recognize people and they want to feel like someone saw that I was here and I have a friend and someone actually like basically gave me attention so I feel that's what I really that's what I wanted in the studio I didn't want it to be about crop tops or six packs or anything like that there's more to it than just like the physical side of of fitness yeah that's super attractive yeah when you place value in who they are as people versus what their bodies look like or what they can do with that body it's terrifying going into a gym. Mm-hmm. It is terrifying, especially when you don't know where the washroom is, where to put your bag. Mm-hmm. Like everyone seems to know what they're doing and you're kind of like stumbling about. And that is just the worst feeling as like being on the participant side of that. And that's something that we strive to never let happen, you know, to just make sure someone yeah. feels comfortable. And those are things you can put in a franchise handbook, but not everybody has the awareness and the insight to actually implement it or to make that a priority. Yeah, that's cool. Where do you think that comes from for you? Like, what were your previous experiences with fitness that that gave you this foundation? Um, I just think I would actually say it comes from my education and like you learn that you obviously want to tailor your teaching styles or te- like the way you approach children. Everyone's very different and they need it to be um, 
all included and feel inclusive in your classroom. So I guess that's kind of just is something that's ingrained in me that if, you know, if I go out for a dinner or a birthday with friends and there's one person who seems to be on the outer, I'll go out of my way to make sure that they feel like they're a part of it. Because being left out is awful yeah. in any sense of like any situation, feeling like you're on the outer and you don't know what's, ha- well, like what's happening is not fun. Yeah. Not just, not in a studio, but anywhere. That's so sweet. I feel like you're gonna cry. Don't cry. <laughs> it's sweat, but thank you for comforting me. Um, what about you, Kirk? What was your experience with fitness and health before? It? Obviously, uh, you were a physio. You were very in tune with movement. Yeah, yeah. I guess it like started. Well, I was like, I was quite a competitive swimmer when I was younger, so it started mm. with that. Well, that was more like me. Well, that wasn't fitness. That was just me competing. But um, like with rugby, especially. So like, if I'm relating it to team training, like that that sort of team training vibe, like at forty five. Um, uh, like the rugby so all the pre-season training like these guys are like these guys are like your brothers like you're you're working out for them you're working out together like you're working out all season like it's just crazy like how close you get with these guys and that vibe like that that sort of close-knit team thing is like what like that's kind of like that was like my vision for like for an F45 studio like where is it where everyone's everyone's friends everyone's like doing it for each other everyone's accountable to each other that sort of thing um that was the start and then I was also part of like as a physio role like strength and conditioning rugby side so I was part of like Mm. the strength and conditioning teams of various teams um in Australia and like some of the people I I thought I, I thought I knew like quite a lot about fitness and then some of these people that I met through that were just like insane what are some things that come to mind like what are some things that you learned the one one particular team they were like they're like high level 18 year olds so they were like at a really nice private school high level 18 year olds and we were part of the strength and conditioning team and like the way that the the way that these kids like they just don't know what they're doing they don't know how to move they don't know how to like coordinate their body they're they're still like mm-hmm. growing they're pretty you know some of them are pretty like awkward still and just transforming these kids through like certain functional like movements that these these guys were doing just like from the start of the season to the end of the season was just insane just like watching cool. watching some of these like 18 year olds just transform into like beasts of athletes was really yeah. cool exercise science is actually mind-blowing because the human body is so amazing yeah in its ability to like push jump like generate force um, <clears throat> and then recover as well it, i i think that's totally warranted like it's so fascinating um, but I'm glad you brought up the fact that you worked with kids, right? And I think within children, it is pretty funny to watch them learn things. Like, they have zero body awareness. Their mm. mobility is perfect. Yeah. So they can get into weird positions, but, like, you can cue them and they don't know how to get out of it almost. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think tying that back to adults, there are so many adults out there that don't have any body awareness mm. that are completely deconditioned. Um, so when they step into a place like an F45 studio, they can feel really intimidated because they don't know what a row is or a push-up is. They've just never done it before. So what do you think are some advice or um, like procedural approaches that you guys take to help bridge those people to the F45? I actually found it, I, f- I find it really interesting as like as a physio and any physios that are listening will like you, you just all you, these these people present to your uh, to your practice and they tell you how they they can't sometimes I can't really tell you how they injure themselves like I was doing this maybe this maybe this whatever but it's really interesting to be like on that 
on the floor firsthand and seeing these people who they say they have knee pain, they say they have back pain, they, they get shoulder pain doing this, but I can actually watch them do the movement and I can apply like everything I learned as a physiotherapist to adjust like and that's just like on you're at ground zero basically as, as if as a physio in your practice it's really hard to kind of or sometimes it can be hard to work out what they're talking about like everyone's a poor historian when it comes to what happened to themselves it's true people live like day to day without paying any attention to like yeah. the whys or hows of them doing things yeah, yeah. so I'm and I, like I apply I apply all of that knowledge to like everyone in the, fit, in the, in the studio yeah, that's is, funny. That reminds me of when I get people to um, fill out uh, three-day food journals as part of the initial intake process. And part of the food journal is they have to comment on like their mood, how their digestion feels, or what they're doing while they're eating, right? It, that paints a really complete picture for me of like their just state of being when they're eating and how mindful they are. And half the time people, I can tell when they copy and paste the same thing for every single day. They're just like, feel fine, no, like no digestive issues, uh, busy doing work. Like they just copy and paste. And I'm, I'm just like, you probably didn't even think about it. You're just yeah. copying and pasting it. Um, and it's so funny because these are the things that are important to pay attention to, mm. but they don't. Yeah. And it comes naturally to people that work in the fitness and wellness industry, but not everyone has that awareness, right? Yeah. I'm really fascinated by how you guys were able to attract a strong, loyal, and just amazing and fun community of like-minded people without knowing anyone in the city to start. <laughs> like, how did that happen? Did you run events? What do you think led to this very robust community? Uh it's it's funny like it's funny you say that so like we obviously we had no friends it's funny that you're saying that we came here and knew no one like obviously we, <laughs> we had, had no, no friends literally no we friends. literally had no friends right and then like so opening up an f45 studio was the absolute quickest way to make friends like, <laughs> maybe, maybe we were just desperate for friends i don't know but like <laughs> is it a sign that was like friendly <laughs> so like we were so what are you doing after class so friendly seriously that's exactly right uh, and then maybe that had something to do with it. I don't know. I'm going to say being genuine. Mm. Okay. That like people, you know, come as you are type vibe and, and you kind of, I mean, I feel like I'm somewhat of an open book and I share my feelings and I'm very easily, I can engage in conversation very easily with people and tell them <clears throat> my weekend and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I think being genuine is key. If people feel like you're trying to, you know, hustle money out of them or make a sale, things like that, and you don't really have, like, good intentions or of that at heart, I think people see through that. I don't think that's the type of person we are anyway. Like, I would never put, I would never have a hard, like, a hard sales, hates, like, a hard sales studio. Like, I'm just not like that as yeah. a person, so. Like a good life. Um, <laughs> Good. Edit that. No, you know they take no you. good life sponsorship for me. <laughs> we have said to our trainers, if you ever take someone into a room and close the door and like make them feel terrible about themselves to buy a membership, like you're doing it all wrong. Like right. they should want to come to the gym. Mm -hmm. I think like it's like as, as well like with creating the community is our presence in the studio is like literally twenty four seven. Like we're all of the members will see it. Like we're mopping floors. We're like. We're doing folding everything. Cows. We're folding it. We're doing everything that everyone else is doing, and our presence is so strong and like twenty four seven at the studio. So, like they'll get emails from Elise. They'll see our face every day. They'll see us cleaning. They see us like working really hard to make sure that the 
like it is a beautiful like inclusive space for them to work out so I guess like we just put so much hard work into it that, that like I think people really see that and respect that and also the events and we, and we host yeah. killer parties <laughs> can attest yeah. to that yes many a hangovers following these parties yeah <laughs> too many work hard play hard that's right I'm going to say further to that, just on that question, I would say that it is crucial. Like, you can't do everything yourself, and we learned that along the way, that you do need to delegate, and you want to have a team in place that really reflects you or us. So the people who are on our training team and part of our studio are like-minded individuals, and they want to be a part of the community, and they want to build the community. So when we can't be there, we know what they're doing and how they're treating people. I think that's super important as well. Yeah, absolutely. You guys were at the studio 24-7. And (laughs) that means that you were around each other 24-7. I feel like that's a very unique situation. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't murdered each other yet in the pandemic. You're like, the pandemic's nothing. COVID is nothing. Drink! Drink. (laughs) Hang on. Hydrate, I was going to say, talking to members when COVID drink first happened... (laughs) And people were saying how they had to become so adjusted to having their partner around all the time. And I felt like we were, like, high-fiving. Like, we've done that. We've been doing that for the last three years now. So we're used to being around each other a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's one thing to, like, physically be around each other. That's definitely challenging for some couples. Um, But also when you're working on the same thing, when you have – when you're working on the same business – and especially because there's, the stakes are so high, right? You guys were all in in the beginning. Yeah. Um, how did what did that process look like? Or how did that go? Clearly, well. Yeah. Clear. <laughs> I would say that no one has it down pat. It's a. It grows with you as your business grows and as your roles change and develop within the studio. But, um, I think more so just being aware and not for F forty five for us specifically to overtake every conversation and overtake like. basically become who we are as a couple it's not what you it's really hard to separate Uh, we really have to work on separating like our F45 conversations like when I was a physio and and Lisa was a teacher like we'd go out for dinner and like that talking about our days would like last like five minutes right and it's just and then you would just go on talking about other stuff but now it's just like F45 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 it's like so it's just so constant that's all like so so we have to really like set boundaries on okay that's it no F45 talk so we uh, often at dinner we'll get like a tequila shot or something and put it in the middle of the table and the first person to mention F45 has to go with the shot you find yourself because you'd be like oh did you Mm." yeah (sighs) well it doesn't work if you like tequila (laughs) I was gonna say but you guys love tequila that's almost incentive. <laughs> yeah. Who likes tequila? <laughs> no. What? Yeah. Traveling is good in that respect because when you are away and when we do have to forcefully disconnect, you start to really just forget about everything that's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like with the Colum- we went to Colombia again in January, just before the right. pandemic. Um, I didn't say it. Um, <laughs> the yeah. pandemic. But yeah, I like I definitely I definitely thought like, oh wow, we barely talk- we like didn't talk about F forty five. Yeah. That's awesome. I, as a business owner myself, I know it's very difficult to separate being a business owner and my business as my identity. Because for a lot of people, what they do is who they are. So with COVID, drink. Oh my God. It's a bicep workout. Mm. (laughs) 
so with everything that happened, people who lost their jobs or had like extremely reduced their hours or their work schedules, that's such a challenge for them because they don't know who they are outside of work. Yeah. They don't know who they are when they're not productive. I know that a lot of business owners tend to reach like a breaking point or they start to burn out and that's when they're like, I need to take a step back, take care of myself again. I feel like you did that very gracefully. That was I a think good transition. On the other side, I think it really helps there's two of us. Yeah. Like we can unload we can unload stress off each other and like mm-hmm. um, there's always someone to bounce ideas off, whereas if you're like a alone a lone operator I'm sure you have those night those those decisions where you don't know if you've done the right thing, you know you pro- you want some help or like all that sort of stuff. So it's good to have someone else to share the load. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you're gonna make mistakes along the way. That's part of owning a business. You learn, you live and you learn with anything. But there's definitely like, I think I'm right, and he'll think something different. So then you kind of like talk through why everyone, why you're, why like your reasoning behind it. Yeah, your communication gets put to the test, for sure. I think there's going to be crazy pandemic burnout for business owners. Like, just the stress and trying to keep your chin above water for the last, like, nine months or whatever. Well, you were just um, saying that, how, like, we've only been open now coming on two months, and how, like, we feel like we've been slogging it out now for, like, six months during this, but, like... Yeah, it was, like, a little, like, a, I felt, yeah, I felt like we were, it was, like, day one, like, Really? Mm-hmm. You know, like after the after like the first year of owning your business, it gets a little bit easier. As you're in a you, the longer you're open, yeah, the longer you're open, yeah. it gets a little bit easier all the time, you know. But I felt like we just got thrown back like snakes and ladders. You just go all the way back down and start from the yeah. start. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Like, what were some things that felt extra taxing or draining? Well, like when you open a first when you open the business for the very first time, like three years ago, we obviously you like to say we knew what we were doing, but we didn't. So no idea. Um, <laughs> everything's unknown. Like just like exactly, if you're going to be successful, so are people going to come? Do people like us? Um, all that sort of stuff. So this is good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and so then there's all of a sudden you feel like you know we were at a point where we were doing really like well, and then we just feel like now we're at that same point where we're like, is this good? Like are people going to come? Yeah, right. like what's happening with the what's happening in the world right now like it's just everything's so unknown I would say as well you know when you first open you're still learning like best practices and and the best kind of you're building your machine and getting it oiled so when you can not be there it runs perfectly exactly like it should so I felt like we had it our machine it was like perfect it was oiled trainers knew what they were doing we could easily step back if we needed to and everything would still go as smoothly as if we were there and then it was kind of like the machine just fell apart and you had to like relearn it. It was all different with new parts and doesn't make sense anymore. So even just like when do we clean and, and how do we clean and what things need to happen in what order and retraining all of the trainers on the new, like we have F45 circuit now, which mm-hmm. is different to F45 programming, um, just in order to obviously incorporate all the guidelines. So just retraining all of the whole team on that and making sure that they're comfortable and they can do it well. So it was just kind of, yeah, basically going back to the start again. Starting from scratch. Yeah. I don't think people at home realize how much gyms or studios have been through since the pandemic. Um, I am all for supporting the restaurant industry as part of supporting local businesses, but people aren't realizing that gyms particularly are struggling. 
because with restaurants, at least in addition to people dining in, yes, it's reduced capacity and that's awful. Like with restaurants, they could do takeout. You know, there was still supplemental income coming in. Yeah. Whereas with gyms, like that was so challenging. Even moving things to virtual spaces, like not a lot of people wanted to commit to virtual memberships because they could get free workouts elsewhere. Yeah. So they're, all of a sudden you're in competition with absolutely everyone around the world, not just in your neighborhood. And you're comp- competing with fitness platforms that are designed to be online. Like mm. F45, now we do have options to train online, but when all this first happened, that wasn't our forte. We are in studio experience. So you're coming into this realm that you are literally like the bottom mm-hmm. of, and you're trying to like make your worth Yeah, within that. I know, and it breaks my heart, not just because all my friends are studio owners, but because I know that I personally had a transformative experience with working out in a community is that it helped my mental health. It helped to inspire like my entire career path, you know, all of these things. And then to see so many studios around Toronto closing down because rent here is ridiculous. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. Um, that, yeah, that really broke my heart and broke my spirit. Say good for you guys for trucking on and still being around. That's all you can do. Just keep pushing forward. Yeah. Um, well, shifting gears a little bit, okay. I want to talk more about <laughs> engagements and relationships. Just a little bit. Just because I'm so curious. Because um, you guys, did you get engaged before or after you traveled? Before. For that one year. Before. Yeah, yeah we were engaged after seven months of being together. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, what? <laughs> Put a ring on it. <laughs> uh, what? Like, made you feel like this was the one, this was the person for you that you want to marry. That is like, oh. No, I don't think anyone can answer that. You just know, right? Like, that's such a cliche answer. But That really is a cliche it's answer. It's such a cliche answer. It's not I'm what sorry. I want to hear. I want a detailed manual yeah. and guidebook on how to find the one. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I think you just... You just knew? I think you just know, yeah. You get exhausted with the, the dating scene. Do you feel know? like... You- <laughs> You just, <laughs> he wanted to say <laughs> It could have been anyone. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, but, like, it's true. Seven months isn't a lot, a lot of time. Because think about seven months this year. I feel like I just sneezed, and yeah, now it was, it's... It was basically going to be a lockdown, yeah. and we were engaged. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's not a lot of time. So you did you feel like you saw enough of this person, like, enough of their facets... And them in different situations for you to be like, yeah, this is the person I want to spend the rest of my life with. Okay. Yeah, like yeah. everyone has that honeymoon period. We were spending you. like twenty four seven together, like almost immediately. So really, okay, yeah. yeah we moved in like really fast as well. You moved in together at five months. Yeah, I wow. think we just like. And then two just, months later. Yeah, yeah. I think we just knew. Well, I just knew. Yeah, I'm still undecided. Yeah, no, no <laughs> you still have time. <laughs> it's about time. Think. I know maybe I'm wrong, but when people say like, oh, it's just perfect and we never fight and we never do this and we don't argue, like we do all those things. But I think it's just at the end of the day, they're the person that you want to be arguing with or fighting for or mm. like you're happy to slog it out because like you want to have them as your your person in the end of it all. Yeah. You guys really do come across as like a team to me. Like the way that you speak about Kurt when he's not around or the way that Kurt speaks about you when you're not around like there's a lot of love there and you can kind of see that yeah that's important yeah i agree <laughs> all right 
I concur. Uh, all right. Well, guess we're done talking about that. <laughs> Kurt's throwing me daggers right now. Oh. Um, well, thank you guys so much for being a part of this interview or this podcast. Um, before I get you guys to plug your Insta handles and the studio handles, let's go through a round of rapid fire questions. Pew, pew. Yeah, pew pew. Okay, ready? Where were you born? Sydney. Sydney. Ooh, big city. Oh yeah. Sydney. Cool. What's your favorite animal? I'm gonna say bee. A bee? Wow. Bees are badass. I agree. I'm so glad you see that. Side note, I got stung by a bee this yeah. summer and because they're badass I, yeah. on my phone I dropped to the floor oh, like I, someone had stabbed me it was terrible, terrible. Uh, my favorite animal Hugo oh, Hugo <laughs> um, he's, he's a burn doodle yeah he is a burn doodle he's so great <sighs> so fluffy he's like a blanket and a pillow all in one <laughs> uh, how do you take your coffee you guys are coffee yeah snobs. flat white straight up Australian style flat white <laughs> I say that with love snobs mm. with love flat yeah. white yes yeah. latte no fancy milk, just straight up latte. What's your favorite sport to watch? I actually don't know about this about you guys. Uh, rugby for me. I'd probably say rugby league, like Australian Which rugby. Which is yeah, it's a strange sport. sport. I grew up yeah. watching that. I don't really watch. It's a very entertaining sport, but I have no idea what the rules are, so I just feel like I'm not participating. Yeah, I feel like that with basketball and hockey here. Oh. <laughs> You just kind of watch it. It's fun, but you don't really know what's happening. Exactly. Like, who won? How many points? (laughs) Who the fuck knows? Uh, What would be your last meal on Earth? McDonald's. Oh, my God. I can't. I can't. But what would you get at McDonald's? I'd get a Big Mac meal. Six nuggets and sweet and sour sauce. <laughs> Fuck it, I'll let you have it. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm allowed to yeah, eat what I, was what I say, want. You don't need you don't need arteries or a liver anymore. No, after that meal, save it. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say like a really epic bowl of like tagliatelle bolognese. Whoa, <laughs> that's a good. That's hearty, but that also will give you a heart attack. Um, so tons of parmesan cheese <laughs> excessive yeah I was going to say yeah. excessive amount of parmesan cheese yeah I'm very lactose intolerant so I would totally eat cheese for my last meal oh, yeah. <laughs> fuck it YOLO <laughs> literally I'm about to die Just a cheese platter <laughs> <laughs> what are your go to karaoke songs Love uh, Shack Love Shack yeah uh, are I you guess... just like my no, 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 no. <laughs> make it a harmony duet <laughs> uh do you know who John Farnham is? I'd probably say John Farnham, the voice. It's an, he's an Australian, Australian singer. He's massive in Australia. You need to Trust slip me. in Trust a little me. bit of the song here and then slip it back out. Oh my out. god. Yeah, I got All it. Right. Or Don McLean, American Pie. Oh gosh. Yeah, that's a classic. <laughs> I thought could do like Caddy Stevens song or something. No. I guess you didn't know each other that well when you got engaged. <laughs> We're never going to karaoke, so. We need to change that yeah. once the pandemic is over. Uh, what is the favorite place you've ever visited? Actually, this is a good question to ask both of you. Uh, I'm going to say Patagonia. Mm. Like Southern Chile is just so amazing. So that's my, for sure. Can I say three? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) These aren't rapid fire questions or anything. I know. (laughs) I can say it really fast. Okay, cool. (laughs) Uh, Cartagena in Colombia. Yes. I'd say Himes Beach, which is like the south coast of uh, Sydney in Australia. Mm. And um, Porto Moreno Glacia in Argentina. Oh. They're my three favorite. They're so different. Yeah. 
three very different places. Yeah. Cool. All uh, with beaches, though, or, like, by the water. Yeah. Yeah. I would say Cartagena for the city, the culture, mm. Himes Beach for the sand and the water. Yeah, and then the glacier. You're not swimming there. there. There's but a body like of water. Mountains and just like <laughs> amazing. What's a quote that motivates you? Just do it. No. Uh, <laughs> Product placement. <laughs> Travel forever, arrive never. Ooh. That's like one that you'll find at HomeSense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next to live, love, laugh. Uh, <laughs> but it's good. <laughs> Alright, if not now, when? Also a good one. Um, if you weren't working in fitness or as a teacher or physio, what do you think you would be doing? What are some other career options? I'd be a pilot. <laughs> that was really? so fast. I can see that though. Wow. That's funny because that. I would I wanted to be a flight attendant at some point Whoa! in my life. <laughs> Being a pilot would be so cool. It would be so cool. Stressful. You don't need that stress. Yeah, especially if you're like a commercial pilot, the schedule is pretty stressful, but it is cool to fly like a freaking metal box in the sky. Mm. That's like, it always blows my mind when I'm sitting on a plane. I'm like, I'm literally just in a flying metal box right now. Or yeah. a professional surfer. Cool. Yeah. That'd be fun. That yeah. would be fun. Those are radically <clears throat> different. I'd say like, or an event planner or florist. Mm, I can <laughs> see that for you. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're still on my list of things to do. Right, you're artsy and organized. Like that's there the we best go. Combo. I can plan your wedding. <laughs> Side hustle during yeah, the because I have so much time. Yeah. Um, what was your What is your favorite kombucha flavor, and what or what's a flavor combo you think I should try with kombucha? Because you guys both brewed at home. You took my workshop. He brewed it and. Yeah, but yes, I was like, I, I just only did ginger, basically. But that's just because it was easy. Yeah, it is Like, easy. I just chopped up ginger. Um, the favorite commercial flavor, of, I just buy the original, the GTS one that you get. Okay. I just like the original one, to be honest. Okay, um, cool. And then, the when are you, have you ever done kiwi fruit? I did. Yes, I have. You have done that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, well, that's... Um, kiwi lemonade is one that I like to do in the summer. Oh, that's oh. a good one for summer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Strawberry kiwi. Yeah, that's with a bit of mint. Ooh, like Mm. a mojito margarita vibe. Literally, I'm into that. Well, thank you guys so much for your rapid fire answers. (laughs) What are some plugs that you want people to find you at? Where where can people find you? Sign up for classes because you guys have an F45 special right now. Yeah, trial. So we're doing a seven day trial pause for those who are new to F45. Um, It's forty five dollars for the week, and you can train as many times as you like. Come and try all the classes. Um, you can find that our Instagram is f45 underscore training underscore Ossington. Um, obviously, we have a website, f45training.ca slash Ossington. There's also an app, f45training, select Ossington. Um, <laughs> so there are the plugs for the studio. Uh, if you want to follow me and my not-so-exciting content, it's Sparzy. Not true. If you like Bernadoodles follow her i have one highlight reel and it's hugo you can see where my hotline that's all we need yeah (laughs) and if you want award-winning photography (laughs) then you follow kurt well the the account's been dead for quite a few months but sure you can follow me it's uh just my name (laughs) kurt lucek that was so motivating (laughs) i know i will you know what 
his account gets really active if he's intoxicated, and then it goes dead silent. Oh, okay. So that's that's what it you takes. You might get three photos in a span of an hour posted, and you know Kurt's been drinking. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> How can we facilitate this and make this happen? Because you guys are coming back for dinner. Yeah, next we week. are next week. Yeah, we can make that happen. Exactly. Um, if you guys want to follow me, Corinne, you can find me on Instagram at kombucha.mami, M A M I, or you can follow this podcast at Booch Please Podcast. It's all one word. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye.